young rich niggas. You know, so we ain't really never had no old money. Welcome to Better Than MJ and Kobe Question Mark. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Prodigy. And alongside me is... It's Hay and Stitch. Raindrops, drop top. We going in. Uh, that was uh, the Migos, bad and bougie. But we got a whole bunch of bad and bougie sports to talk oh, to you yes, about. Oh yes, so many topics. Holy, so many topics. <laughs> Sorry, we couldn't record last week. Um, NFL playoffs is going crazy right now. Yes. Um, we should start with the NFL. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. Well. We'll, we'll go we'll go back and we'll uh, take care of the old and we we'll go to the new. Yeah, let's go to old. Uh, Kansas City ended up losing their game um, against Pittsburgh. In Kansas City. In Kansas City. Um, they were able to find the end zone in terms of touchdowns more frequently than Pittsburgh, but those three points keep adding up and adding up. And I did tell y'all motherfuckers, and there's a few Kansas City fans, and obviously I'm a Raider fan, I don't give a fuck about Kansas City ever. I'm going to talk my shit. I told you Alex Smith... Wouldn't be able to throw three-plus touchdowns on anybody in the playoffs. Yeah. And lo and behold, he couldn't. Kelsey was frustrated. He's a great player. Yeah. Super frustrated. Visibly frustrated. Too. Even after the game, he was frustrated. Uh, had a lot of comments to say. I think it was towards towards the uh, referees mm-hmm. during the game. So he, he was very frustrated about how uh, everything turned out in that game. It was really uh, thrilling, though, at the end where... Uh, James Harrison uh, ended up getting that that holding call and uh, pushed him back, so they had to replay that two point conversion, which yep. they weren't able to convert. And it was holding. Yeah, no, yeah, it was. And uh, James Harrison's a bad man. Uh, he's he's been in the league for a while. He's, been, he's like late thirties. Yeah, I you know? I follow him on Instagram, and he's constantly just bench pressing vehicles and just random stuff. So he, he's not aging anytime no, at any strong. rate. He's mutant strong as fuck. Yes, exactly. You know. Then, um, it was a good game, mm-hmm. but how are you going to let somebody beat you in your own house with field goals? Yeah. Kansas City ain't shit. And the other thing, after this loss, Kansas City has the dubious uh, distinction of being having the worst playoff win percentage oh, in really? NFL fucking history. I missed that. I did not see that. Yeah. So. I mean, I think they did win, like, back in 93 or something with Joe Montana yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But it, they've been very few and far between. And I mean, they've had a lot of consistent 10-plus win seasons, you know, or where they've won the AFC yeah. West. They just are an ain't-shit-ass team. But tip, I had to tip my hat to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They, uh, Their big three showed up. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. That's a real fascinating stat about Kansas City. And thinking about it, like, I do think of them uh, a lot of... First round goodbye visits for Kansas City tonight. Whether at home or not. Yeah. Now they go back and think about it. So that is pretty interesting. I mean, essentially, even those years where they had Tony Gonzalez, they never really made it to like any NFC championship games or anything like that. Yeah. So, no. And Tony Gonzalez was a beast. Yeah. You know, I used to watch him at Cal doing his thing, Mm -hmm. both on basketball and football. (laughs) He was a superstar athlete. Um, so that was the, one of the AFC games, um, the, the NFC, or did you want to say something else about the AFC? Well, real quickly for the AFC, I think it could be quickly noted. Obviously, Houston didn't have enough offense to beat New England oh, yeah. in Foxborough. Of course not, yeah. I mean, we, we all knew that. Uh, 
they definitely had enough to beat the Raiders yeah. at home with their third string quarterback. Yeah. Did but, we talk about that on the last one? Uh, we, we talked about the Raiders losing. I don't think we talked about Houston going into New England and getting okay. destroyed. Yeah, uh, you pretty much knew that. Was, you know, Houston did play better than expected because they were favored. Uh, they were underdogs by it was like eighteen. Yeah, one of the highest margins points. I've ever seen. Yeah. And they frustrated Brady quite a bit. Oh yeah, he threw two picks and got hit, and he was he was out of his element. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they came to play. Um, I mean, they were just simply outmatched, which everyone sort of expected, but they didn't just roll over and die, which yeah. was uh, good testament to their coach uh, Bill O'Brien and uh, their defense for for going just showing up when they're when they're supposed to. When they get Watt back next year, if he's a hundred percent, look out. That's gonna be interesting. I don't know how you stop. J- uh, uh, Javion uh, and Clowney. Clowney, yeah, yeah, and Watt on the same line. I yeah, don't know yeah. how you do it. Clowney got a lot better. Um, there were sort of whispers about him sort of being bustish and everything, but it seemed like he, uh, this season especially, he sort of found his role, was able to make a difference on the field, getting sacks and yep. uh, causing all kinds of havoc on, on the line. Uh without J.J. Watt there for pretty much the entire season. So it's interesting to hopefully, I mean, if you get both those people on the line, they should just be able to just dominate uh, and terrorize quarterbacks. Absolutely, and I'll say this too about Clowney. He had some injuries. It's the NFL. Injuries happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not quite ready to call somebody a bust just based on, you know, an injury or two. But he is a beast. Yes. NFC, bro. I told y'all about Tony Romo. Y'all didn't want to hear me. My high blurred. Uh-oh. Been calling oh, you out. Know. Told you need to start Romo. I said it on this mm. cast. People didn't want to hear me. Mm. Listen to me now. Believe me later. Mm. I told y'all. Tony Romo would have won that motherfucking game. But no. Everyone want to go roll with Dak. Blah, blah, blah. I said, uh, anyone can hand the ball off to, to Zeke. But y'all need Romo out there throwing it to Dez. Dez balled out. Okay. So, let's unpack this a little bit. Because I appreciate the shit talking. Don't get me wrong. And you were hashtag Stitch was right, but, but at the same time, I don't think Dak played poor. No, no, he had a good game. He had a really good game. They were down, and I think seventeen or eighteen points. I'm not looking at the stats yeah, in front of me, yeah, motherfuckers. Y'all about eighteen in the fourth quarter when they were down, and they that game shoulda, woulda, coulda with any type of realistic defense. Yeah, going into overtime, and who knows what happens in overtime. But it didn't happen. He couldn't depend on his defense for shit. Right. Um, but Dak, besides, the ugliest play was on that uh, that interception that he threw in the second half where it was, he was throwing to Dez, I think, mm-hmm. and it was one of those, basically, he doesn't even move off the line and they were yeah. going to do kind of a screen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, um, I think it was someone in the secondary, the safety would have just picked it off. And luckily, he didn't go for six because yeah. he had momentum with him. That was an ugly play. Other than that, I thought Dak played well. But go ahead. Yeah, you no. say Romo. I said they should have had Romo in there. Romo would have, especially when they were down mm-hmm. big. I mean, I was I was like, oh, this is going to be perfect. This fits my narrative entirely because they were down by three scores. You've had this narrative all season, <laughs> though. I want people to know. You, you have patiently waited you know, through it. And everyone said, "Oh, Romo, blah 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 blah." His two and whatever record in the in the playoffs. He's been shit in the playoffs. Yep. Now Dak is zero and one. You zero and one. You favored at home. I, I think they were favored. Yeah, they should. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were favored at home. Lost. One and done. Goodbye. Your twelve win season out of the window. Thirteen, 13 win season doesn't mean shit now. Y'all should have had Romo. Is this a failure of a season for the Cowboys? Hmm. It, well, 
in, in terms of where everything that they accomplished, uh, especially for the expectations when Roma went down, mm-hmm. I don't think you can call it a failure um, based on because they did over they overachieved as far as I'm concerned, getting in the regular season, in the regular season. Um, and I still thought they were maybe a little bit suspect. I wouldn't call it a underachievement because Aaron Rodgers uh, is the baddest man on the planet. And they just ran into that, that buzzsaw that was the Green Bay offense. And they didn't have enough firepower to, to or defense to, to slow that down. Definitely didn't have enough defense, but you know what fucking helps? Real simple stuff with football. You got... According to everybody, nobody disputes this, the best offensive line in football. And you have the number one running back in terms of yards, even though he's a rookie, in football. And I talked about it last week, or the last time we had a show, by a wide margin, 300 plus yards, he won the rushing title. Best O-line, best running back, you know, statistically in the league. Those two combinations should keep your defense off the field. If you're down three scores, I know where you can't really. I mean, running your your opportunities to run the ball and uh, milk the clock and dominate time of possession to keep Rodgers off the field is uh, is really difficult. Because once you're down three scores, you're like, okay, we can't. We're not doing anything on defense to to hinder what Rodgers is is doing with this offense. So this whole time of possession limited touches. That doesn't matter because you still need to put points on the board, which force Dak into a throw-first sort of offense. I mean, they can keep running the ball if they want, but everyone eventually is going to be like, what the fuck are they doing? Uh, they need points immediately, not not later. They need points now. Agreed once you're three touchdowns down. You're absolutely right. What I'm saying is I don't think they executed well enough, the Cowboys. And I'm no Cowboy fan, per se. Mm-hmm. I don't have a dog in the fight. But I don't think they executed well enough with their game plan against... A very suspect Green Bay defense. Nobody's, oh, nobody's. We saw for sure that. De- I mean, the defense has been suspect all year long. Yes, they're, they're not. They're nothing to fear. They're not like Houston. No, you know, secondary's trash. Uh, th- there's really nothing going on. In so that you tell too. you're telling me with the best running back statistically and the best O line definitively when the at the start of the game, not when they're down three scores. You can't run the ball effectively. You need to have. First downs? You still need to have a balanced offense. If you you're do? if you're putting nine people in the box and everything, and you're playing run first, I mean, you could have the, the Jacksonville Jaguars out there. They're going to be able to slow shit down. You need to be balanced on both sides of the ball, being able to throw the ball as a threat and being able to run the ball. They are obviously have a running threat with with Zeke, but th- goes back to what I said. Romo out there gives you a legitimate passing threat where you need to respect the play action. Uh, you need to, when they line up in, in a multiple set receiver thing, you're not thinking, okay, they're just trying to dupe us so they can run a draw play to Zeke. They they didn't have that uh, that offensive passing threat to put Green Bay uh, in in a position where Zeke, all he has to do is just get past that, that D line and, and make a, a linebacker miss, and he's, he's gone down the field for 15 to 20 yards. I will say I don't believe Zeke or Dak choked per se because he played well enough. Mm-hmm. If they had without those late scores, I think it, everybody would have fairly said he choked. But they made it very, very close, and they almost won it. Um, but I will say, I've seen Romo choke so many times. I could flip a coin, and because it's the Cowboys, I could see that organization from either a play calling standpoint or something crazy with you know one of their players. 
messing that up. And I know you're looking up stats. What you got? Oh, no, no, I, I was just, uh, I mean, because he did have a good stat line. I mean, Dak was three touchdowns, one interception, 302 yards. I mean, Zeke, 22 carries, 125 yards. I mean, he got his. He was he was causing. He was doing he was doing his damage out there. I mean, Dallas's defense just couldn't stop Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers. And I, I, it's sort of been discussed. And uh, I mean, everyone, you can play the results if you want to, because I mean, obviously, he did lose this last week. Um, Aaron Rodgers was playing quarterback better than I've seen anybody play quarterback in my life. Um, just this past win streak that he had, this game uh, mm-hmm. against. Uh, Dallas, especially with that throw, he attribute versus attribute. He's the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Now, obviously, uh, Mm. if you want to go with accomplishments, he only has one one Super Bowl ring and everything. So don't don't say don't uh, come at me with this all. Oh well, Brady's got four rings, Montana's got this many rings, et cetera, et cetera. Like I understand being an accomplished quarterback, but in terms of just attributes in quarterback A, what he can do, accuracy, mobility, arm strength, uh, intelligence. There's nobody better than Aaron Rodgers that I've ever seen in my life. Nobody's got – I mean, let, let's just say Brady, for example. Rodgers has a better arm than Brady. I, I mean, I, I, go, I watched even watching the game uh, last week, they're essentially 60 yards from the end zone, 65 yards from the end zone going into halftime. Aaron Rodgers can, can launch that. It can do a Hail Mary probably with his left hand from that. And Brady just took a knee, went into halftime and everything. Uh, and the game wasn't out of reach. It wasn't a blowout. Agreed. He's got a, he's more mobile than, than oh, yeah. Tom he's, Brady he's by far. I mean, he can extend the play. He can roll out. He just causes all kinds of havoc. And he's, he's more accurate as far as I'm concerned. So I don't, I mean, yeah, Brady. Obviously, he's got the rings. He's he's got his four, three championships. He's not as good as Aaron Rodgers in terms of wow. talent-wise, person versus person. Like, just for example, like Madden rating or whatever. Aaron Rodgers is a ninety-nine going into next season. Aaron Rodgers is going to have the highest Madden rating at ninety-nine. I um, I don't hate on Aaron Rodgers. I watched him at Cal. I've watched him at Green Bay. I have a lot of Packers fans uh, that are friends of mine. I have an expectation of him, of greatness. And oftentimes he meets that expectation. Sometimes he exceeds it. And then there are times when he disappoints me. But he's never really gotten a whole lot of help. I think... He has average receivers and, and tight ends. You know, not not the best. He doesn't have Julio Jones. He doesn't have Randy Moss. He doesn't have, you know. Uh, yeah, he, he essentially has got an injured Jordy Nelson. But Jordy Nelson played really great this year coming off the torn ACL from last year. Yeah. Randall Cobb was pretty disappointing in terms of what they were coming to expect. I mean, last year when Jordy went down, they thought Cobb would just jump into that number one role. And he, he didn't. Yeah. Um, besides those two, Devontae Adams shows flashes of being good, but he still has issues holding on to the ball yeah, and catching it. And uh, Rodgers does really good with just average tight ends. I mean, R- Richard Rodgers, uh, Agreed. Cook. But, but what I'm saying, though, is he does very well with what the, the lot he has, yeah. basically. The cards he's, he's given. Um, defensively, they need help. Yeah. You know, we've already touched upon that. I'm not willing to go as far as best I've seen. I mean, there have been some Brady runs. There have been some Peyton runs. There have been some Steve Young runs. 
that have Ugh. been magnificent to me. I mean, I even saw some of the later later in his career, uh, Montana. Um, Gannon, when he was with Oakland going to, you know, the, the, the MVP season. Aaron Rodgers, man, if Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've seen with my own two eyes. I'll put him in the conversation. I, I'm not saying he's out of that category. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would really have to break down the numbers. But it, it leads to a good point because we could jump into this right now. Brady is going to his seventh Super Bowl. Okay. That's never happened before. Um, if and we're not gonna we're gonna save our predictions to the very end. Mm. If Mr. Tom Brady, who I'm not a Patriots fan, um, everybody remembers the Tuck game in Oakland, uh, or as an Oakland Raider fan from way back in the day with Charles Woodson putting that hit on him and he fumbles and we won the game, but then we didn't. Not a Brady fan. If he wins five Super Bowls, that's more than Bradshaw, more than Montana. Obviously, more than uh, Eli or Peyton, mm-hmm. more than Favre, more than Rodgers, more than anybody else. What does this say for his stake as the best of all time? He's in a, if, I, assuming a win. That's what I'm saying. Well, I think he's already cemented himself as top five quarterback uh, of all time. Um, you wouldn't even put him in the top three. Are you willing to go that far? Well, this is where not to, to go back. This is where we go with accomplishments being someone being most accomplished or saying the best. Like, how are we? What what factors are we using to decide who's the best quarterback of all time? He's if he's got five, then yeah, obviously five is more than four and everything. <laughs> that math, yeah. <laughs> but essentially, if we if we go back and we we really think about this, okay. First of all, he has two losses where he was supposed to win and everything. Uh, you, okay. it, I mean, both giant ones were supposed to be Packer, I mean not Packer, uh, Patriot Super Bowl wins. Sure. Essentially, they had the ultimate choke crying Jordan moment when they went in 18-0 and and lost to the Giants. Yes, and at the same time, has anybody else gone uh, 16-0? and Yeah, well, uh, the 72 Dolphins. Well, that, but that wasn't 16. They didn't play oh, okay, a 16-game yeah, yeah, yeah. season. No other team, I mean, I agree with you on that choking. Definitely one of the biggest chokes of all time besides last year with the Warriors versus the Cavs. But they still went 16-0, and which has never been done, and he led them the entire season. Um, that's an accomplishment, too. 16 don't mean nothing if you don't got the ring. But he has four. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, and, and let, let's, uh, go, let's go into the four. Okay. okay. We have two of them, which essentially it was Vinatieri that won it for him. With the last second kicks, uh, are we you have... only giving credit to that specific game and not the season? Well, I mean, we have to look at the entire big picture. I mean, obviously, getting there is an accomplishment in itself yeah. and everything. For me, I mean, Montana's four and zero in Super Bowls is, I mean, that's still and he dominated. I mean, the first one. He didn't put up crazy, crazy numbers, but yep. I mean, Montana never threw an interception in in, in any of the Super Bowls, and he led them on game-winning touchdown drives. Yes, Brady has not had that situation. Uh, you have two that were won for him by by field goal kicks. 
You have the one where essentially McNabb just was poorly conditioned and just started vomiting in the in the huddle. Well, but but hold on. Did they win that one by a kick also? Probably, but I, I can't quite remember off the top of my head. But let's just say this, though. In order for you to win by a field goal, you do have to get within field goal range. And, I mean, you, you can't be on your own 10-yard line, you know what I mean, and win by a field goal. You've got to drive the ball one way or another to get that field goal, to get that game-winning field goal. Yeah, you have to get within 50 yards of the essential thing, but I think that being able to get in the end zone is, is a huge, huge difference than being able to get in the field goal range and everything. So you got... You have, on clock management, time... I mean, yeah. okay. You got you got two... You have the, the, the one against the Rams, which uh, which is a great Super Bowl that they ended up winning, a Vinatieri kick. You had the one against Carolina, which mm-hmm. was uh, another Vinatieri kick. The one against the Eagles was another close game. The Eagles were trying to come back. T.O. was the star of that game. T.O. should have got the MVP as far as I'm concerned, coming back from the broken leg. Can't, get, can't ever give the MVP to a losing player. <sighs> that... We can come back to that. Yeah, to think about that. That'll probably be another long, long discussion. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one, the fourth one. Mm-hmm. They should not. They should not have won that game. Essentially, play calling for uh, for the Seahawks is what you're going to blame. It on. Yeah. You, essentially, they got too cute and tried to throw the ball on a one yard. Brady's done. I mean, you put a fork in him. Brady's. Sitting on the bench, defeated, and everything. And you have Marshawn. You have Beast Mode. I mean, not to say, what are we giving Brady credit for for that victory? But essentially, Seattle lost that game. Russell Wilson lost that game. And I don't like to be one of those people that put individuals saying, yeah, you lost that game. The play calling on uh, Pete Carroll's play calling, or if he wants to ship blame on Bevel, I believe his offensive coordinator, in terms of who called that play, he lost that game. Brady was defeated in that game. So I don't see how we're giving Brady all this credit saying, oh, yeah, he won four. You got Vinny Terry, who essentially, to me, won two of them. Uh, he won the one against Philly. We'll give him credit for that. And Seattle lost that fourth one. So we haven't seen Brady just come out in these Super Bowls and just light people to fuck up and, and win by, by multiple scores and two touchdowns like they're out here killing people. And then essentially he lost two against against the same squad, the Giants. The Giants have his number he can't, I mean, if you if you want to argue and be like, yeah, I dominated the league, Giant fans can be like, you never beat us. Eli can be like, you never beat me. With Coughlin, I'll, I'll agree with you, the Giants beat them. There's no doubt about it. But the common theme with four of those teams, because they're four of those Patriots Super Bowl championships, is one thing. It's Belichick and Brady. One way or another, you can call it luck, you can call it scheme, you can call it Spygate. a kick. You can, and... and don't get me wrong. I'm not defending any of their cheating shit because okay. they definitely did. That that's legitimate mm-hmm. and well established. There's a million articles online you can read about it. All there. But at the end of the day, what I'm saying is Belichick and Brady together, because all the other pieces have moved and changed since his first championship. Yeah. Those two, one way or another, over the course course of 17 years, have found a way to go to seven Super Bowls, <laughs> and other people, everybody in the league, wants to win it. They just haven't even been close in terms of the consistency and going to AFC Championship game, having 12-plus win seasons all the fucking time. There's no dip. It's true. And, I mean, the the AFC East is is pretty much your your NBA Eastern Conference in terms of— But that's not on them. That's not on the Patriots. We can't can't put that on them. The the Jets have 
had money to spend on talent, on draft picks, and fucked it up. The Bills are a, a, a mess since basically the Thurman Thomas days. Yeah. But that's not... The Patriots and what they do, they, don't, they control what they can in Foxborough. You know what I mean? And if the rest of the division or the entire conference wants to be fucking trash, you know... Mm-hmm. Then they gonna steamroll. Yeah, the the competitiveness is a little bit of an issue. I mean, obviously those Denver teams, um, uh, and especially the the indie teams with Peyton sort of gave them issues um, a couple years ago. It was Baltimore that uh, that, that sort of gave them uh, some problems with with Flacco. But I, I mean, Brady gets his credit, but no, for me that eighteen and one is a is a big loss on his record. You are coming in as the fa- you are the all time favorite. That is the story of the tortoise and the hare. <laughs> and so, even if he wins again, this is a big if, and I'm, I'm I will save our predictions to the last bit. But even if he wins two more Super Bowls after losing that one with the eighteen and, and O season or eighteen and one season, you're still saying he's not top three. I just want to. I want to clear the air. He's. I. I go top three because I like him better than uh, Elway and Marino. Uh, I mean, Marino statistically, I get it. Yeah, I, I do. But you can't compare somebody sitting over here with five, five. If he wins five, even with four rings and someone with none. See, I. I don't get a comp. I don't get caught up on on the jewelry and everything. I go by what I saw with my own eyes and everything. And he plays good. In these Super Bowls, has he has he been lights out? No, no, no he's not been not, lights out. No, not at all. But that is often, you know, and it should be. You know, you can always make the argument it's the two best teams I, in, in theory. But I mean, I'm I remember watching Montana go against some some beast type squads and blowing the. Fu- I mean, essentially, he beat he, Montana on his resume. He beat head to head. He beat Elway. Mm-hmm. I mean, he beat Marino. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, and especially when they, when they, when he beat Elway, it's fifty-five ten. They blasted the fuck out of out of them. It, it wasn't even competitive. He went against the Sias and against those Bengal teams. Those and everyone, teams? everyone talks about how he. Uh, oh well, he had Jerry Rice. Did they have Jerry Rice's first Super Bowl? Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice wasn't there. But let me say this though: it's not Super Bowl. So I'm I'm scaling back a little bit. But if you look at through the course of Brady's career in Foxborough. Uh, against AFC talent, he's gone up against those incredible uh, Ravens teams with you know Ray Lewis and all that. He's gone up against Big Ben and the Bus. He's gone up against uh, obviously uh, the Charles Woodson and Gannon with the you know with the Raider teams back in the day. He's gone up against Flacco when he was really good. He's gone up against the best of the conference and and obviously Peyton Manning and typically much more often than not, dominated Hall of Famers on, statistically, the best teams over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I I pump my brain on on the statistic part of it because the NFL is a completely different league than it was back in the days when Montana and, and, and all those other people were doing it. Definitely. Brady's been really fortunate to catch a lot of breaks into getting where he, I mean, you brought up the tuck rule and everything. Essentially, that's a game over, go home, catch this L. That he got a complete redo on that play. I mean, it, 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 they named the, they, the rule was changed, essentially, and, and mocked because of that. One of the worst calls for me in NFL history, but they, they 
on paper, you know, nobody's going to be looking at that. I mean, you can look at the tape, but nobody's going to be looking at that when they, you know, showcase the who won the Lombardi that I, year. I mean, it's just, and it, it's got a, a Hall of Fame kicker that's bailed him out that literally has won the game. I mean, essentially, we'd be talking about Brady being Jim Kelly had not be for the kicker. Uh, to the kicker, and then Russell Wilson just having oatmeal for brains and throwing the ball on on the one inch line when you have Marshawn Beast Mode, uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch ready to just plow it in there. I'm willing to say, and obviously Twitter, let us know what you think of this, but I'm willing to all automatically, even without uh, next Sunday's game, put him in the top three, and after. That game, assuming a win, I don't have a good enough argument for me to leave him out of the number one spot. He's for me. He's three, and right. I'm gonna say it's Montana, Aaron motherfucking Rodgers, <laughs> Tom Brady are my top three quarterbacks I've seen with my own eyes. There we go. All right, man, we we, we did good on that. Yes, that's, that's a long time. Hey, let's. Uh, we're gonna Should we come... give Atlanta a little bit of love. We, 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 we met. <laughs> I'm just kidding you with the yeah. ATL. We, we played bad and bougie at the start. That's Migos. Oh, you know boy, what I mean? Yeah. Atlanta's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be an offensive shootout. It should be uh, interesting. Are we going to wait till the end to give our predictions? Or? Yeah, we can, okay. give, we can give our predictions at the end, but um, I will tip my hat and say, uh, <coughs> you know, people forget about Matty Ice um, basically coming off of the most popular athlete in, I'm going to go so far as to say in Georgia history. With Michael Vick when he was there with the Falcons. He was a phenomenon. People who didn't like football, didn't even know football, cared about seeing Michael Vick. Okay. Would you say he was more popular? I mean, because you you went to school in the Georgia, Atlanta uh, area. Was he more popular than Dion back in his day? Yes. Okay. Yes. Even though Dion played for the Braves... And okay. obviously played for the Falcons, and Dion was a spectacle and a phenomenon. Um, and, and they had him in when he was young and even more wild. Mm-hmm. He's still a cornerback. Okay. You know what I mean? Even more so than like Dominique? Uh, Dominique, because of the fact that, and this is no shade, I love Dominique. Human highlight reel. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was super athletic. Never got anything done in the playoffs. Okay. And I think that was the most disappointing thing. Not that Vic did. Yeah. Not that Vic won a Super Bowl. But for whatever reason... He was just so hoodnificent. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just kind of, he felt like an ATLian. You know what yeah. I mean? And he was and he was on the cover of Madden. And people just wanted to see him run with the ball, you yeah. know? And I would be the one talking about, hey, look at how many picks he's throwing. And how many <laughs> fumbles. And be like, no, I don't want to hear that. Give me them chicken wings. And I want to see Vic run with that ball. You uh, know what I mean? wet. Yeah, lemon pepper wet wings. You still got to see him. That's such a great show. Um, but yeah, to come off of that. It is extreme popularity because all you saw was victories is all over the fucking right. place. To Matty Ice, very different quarterback. Um, clean cut, you know, I mean, there's obviously a racial difference. Yeah. You know, um, and he just didn't, he had to win people over. He didn't, I think, literally because he's going to the Super Bowl, this has tipped the scales of people finally being won over by him more because mm-hmm. there were still some haters. You know, yeah. loving Vic more than him or whatever, years, years later. I tip my hat to him and say, good job getting to the Super Bowl. Okay. You know? Um, you know what we should also touch? You want to stick with the NFL for a quick second? Yeah. Lead the way. San Diego. Oh, uh, yeah. 
55. Yeah, this is AFC West. It's deeply personal to me. Um, San Diego Chargers are no longer an organization. They have moved two hours north to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are going to play in front of basically a high school-sized crowd. It's like 30,000 people, yeah. if that. Yeah, which <laughs> is ridiculous. Um, in Los Angeles, along with the Rams... And uh, eventually down the road, 2020, 2021, whatever the yeah, fuck yeah. it is, uh, are supposed to you get, get that stadium. Yeah, and like Carson or something, I guess. Yeah. Um, for those of you, it's kind of hard for people who don't live in California to really appreciate and know this, but mm-hmm. San Diego is the second largest city in California, which is the most populated state. Yeah. It's the, I believe it's the seventh or the eighth largest city in the United States, if I yeah. remember correctly. I mean, it's a huge... Huge area in its own market. Yep. It, it's definitely overshadowed in a lot of ways by Los Angeles because oh, yeah. you're in Southern California as well. But it's a big city. And it's a big deal. It's a kind of a military town, but beaches, sunshine. It's a great city. Yeah. All the way around. You can't tell me that the second largest city in the biggest state in the Union that's already supported the team for 55 years couldn't continue to do so. Oh, supposedly, I mean... The NFL, this is a constant reminder that the NFL is a business. It is. And everything. It's about making money. The owners want, I mean, they want to make money and a byproduct of that is putting on a winning team out there for the people. And especially with the more, the increased revenue that you can get from having a, st- a new stadium built, um, getting gifted a Super Bowl because you have a new stadium. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just more money in the owner's pockets. True. Um, based on my understanding, um, and I can't remember, uh, I guess they're the Spanoses or the, yep. the owners. They, I mean, obviously, we're talking about billionaires and, and hundreds of millionaire type uh, type of income that these people have. From my understanding, they're not the richest of the owners and everything, so no. they really needed public funding to build this so-called stadium that they wanted to build in the San Diego area. And San, the, the, I mean, it was it was put up for vote for the people, and essentially, they were like, nope, 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 nope. Uh, you're going to build it with your own money, and the owner was just like, you know what? I've tried to get you guys to help me build out the stadium. And it sort of goes into a weird thing if you believe that owners should have to actually foot the bill for the stadium or if it should be used for taxpayer money. That's a whole different discussion for a different day. But um, since the owner was like, okay, I told you. I mean, it, it, the writing's been on the wall for a good while with San Diego. I mean, the Qualcomm is not your prettiest stadium at all. It's dated. Uh, and it, you have, especially in, in an area that's as beautiful as San Diego... You essentially have a ballpark in Petco that's an amazing, beautiful stadium. I've been there. Which is newer. Yeah, it's, it's very, very new um, in, co- in comparison with uh, Qualcomm, who might be built in like the 70s. Uh, yeah, 70, something. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, you know what? If you don't want to pay for it, I'm not footing the bill. So I don't have any issue with him wanting to go and actually saying, all right, writing's on the wall. You didn't vote on it. I'm gone. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't really have an issue. It's not like he packed it up in the middle of the night after one vote. It's not like he... He didn't try. It was put to the voters. Voters said no. He said, I'm not paying for it. L.A. wants it. I mean, ooh, ooh. Are we, wait, are we going that far? Who, who says L.A. wants this? Well, essentially, in terms of how much money you can bring in, I mean, it's it's the logistically best move. Uh, if you're not going to Vegas, where, where else are you going to go? Essentially, you're sort of keeping, not to say that's the same fan base, but... You're not completely abandoning your fan base by driving two hours away. I know there is some demographics in terms of people 
that live in San Diego taking pride in saying like screw LA, we're San Diego. That yep. that's a whole different um sort of demographic and sociological atmosphere in yeah. terms of the LA San Diego crowd. Okay. Let me say this. LA has lived without a NFL team prior to this year for over 20 years. Uh, they obviously had USC football, you know, and that's had some success and some scandals <laughs> with USC with their cheating ass. <laughs> but um, LA is an interesting town when it comes to sports. You know, they got the Lakers. It's basically Laker territory. It's not a good sports city. No. It's, it's, it's Laker territory with every eighth person you see kind of sort of supporting the Dodgers every now and again yeah. when they're good. And it's when they're good. Yep. There you yeah. go. Now, I'm not going to call there it band, I'm not going to call it a bandwagon city. It's not Atlanta. Atlanta's <laughs> in its own separate uh stratosphere in terms of of being a poor sports city. Yeah. Um LA is sort of victimized by just as as they put it, uh having so much to do. The weather's so beautiful. We uh with the traffic and there's so many things, et cetera, et cetera, where they're constantly showing up late for games. Uh, if it's not a good game, they're not there. Yep. If it's a marquee Christmas game, yeah, you'll see all the celebrities there. They'll yep. they'll foot the bill. You'll see Leo in the crowd. You'll see Denzel, Jack, and and whoever. But when the team's not doing well, it sort of uh, goes townish. I even question their loyalty to the Lakers now that you know, obviously Kobe's gone and they've you know had such terrible seasons uh, mm-hmm. back to back to back. But that's for a different day. Um, I don't know if Los Angeles embraces the San Diego Chargers. I I, I don't know. Um, over time, we shall see. Winning helps everything. There's no fucking doubt about that. But uh, I, I don't see where else. Where else could they have realistically gone? I mean. I, Obviously, it would have been wonderful for them to try and work it out or retrofit. I don't know the particulars of, you know, uh, the passing or not passing in the city of San Diego Mm -hmm. or if you could get funders or whatever. But remember this. This is very similar to another situation here in California with the Sacramento Kings. That team, and I was one of the fucking voters up there back in the day, (laughs) um, lost in the ballot. Over and over and over and over again to build their new stadium. Arco, you know. Did you vote to pass that or no? That looks like a no on your face. I voted no. (laughs) I voted no. Yeah, because I'm going to put your feet to the fire with some some questions on some of this. But at the same time, I I think towards the end, after a lot of debates and whatnot, like the third time, I was like, I probably would have voted yes, but I moved out of the area. Okay. Okay. But I'll say this. They finally got it done. After multiple times of going to the voters. Okay. And it did work out. And they had to get funding from elsewhere as well. And pool money in from private investors and all that stuff. One way or another, they made it work. And despite the team having their troubles with Boogie and all that good shit, it's the envy of the league in terms of stadiums. Okay. And they stayed in Sacramento. Okay. And you sort of have a situation that possibly could be coming up with it. What's What's going on with Oakland and everything. Now... It doesn't seem, I mean, they're sort of trying to figure out where they would build a stadium, if it would be voted on, and et cetera, et cetera. And you obviously being a diehard Raider fan, put your feet to the fire. Mm-hmm. If it came down to a vote, obviously vote on keep the Raiders, yes or no, I assume you would vote yes. Depending. I'm also an Alameda County taxpayer. Okay. This is where I was, this is where I was going now. How, where is the line in terms of how much your taxes would go up? Let's say it was a 
per person for you as an individual household or whatever, your taxes would be five dollars on your your income. Your oh, where, I know, yeah, that's not say it was a okay hundred. Let's say you're paying a hundred dollars more per year in your taxes indefinitely. Like for I, I don't know how long it takes to finance God a stadium. Damn. Let's just say thirty years. Let's just say it's like a house type. Hundred dollars would be the the absolute ceiling. Hundred dollars is the ceiling for you. Yeah. If they said a hundred. Yeah, $200, you'd be like, go, buy, the, buy the, Raiders. The, the re, well, the reason I would say that for me personally is because yeah. obviously the county has other needs, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. And the fact that the, the county has 1.6 million people, you know what I mean? So if you parse that out, you're talking serious money if we're talking three, you know, yeah, a, yeah. a C note for everybody. Yeah. That's a lot. Okay. Um, but so, that'd be an interesting question. I want to, uh, especially for our followers, uh, I want to uh, give us some feedback on this. How much would you be willing to pay per year? Let's say it's over thirty years yeah. for you to get taxed to keep your sports team in the city. For me, Niners, whoever. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a legitimate question, but I will say this though: um, some of these folks ain't got the real money to be in this game. For the owner wise, yeah. or okay. If you don't have the bank to do what you want, like literally every 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. or here's a big other thing. You're not willing to uh, work with other people and giving them a share in the team in exchange for them putting up a few hundred million dollars. Yeah. That's where it gets tricky because you can't tell me in California, you know, there's no investors, or even just internationally, if you put it out there, there's nobody willing to put up and finance this new stadium. There are, yeah. but you don't want to give them 2%, yeah. 5% of the team. That's where, that's where it gets It would be, be really, really interesting because I know um, the Packers are – they have shareholders in, in terms of their fans. Yeah. They actually own – the team, and I think they might be the only one that they are the only, they're okay. the only ones in professional sports. Period. Okay, and the, nobody collectively in any of the big four sports. I'm not talking about outside of that. Right. Wants anything like, similar to the Packers model to ever occur in sports again. Okay, and if they could, they'd get rid of the fucking Packers model too. But that's for a different story. Okay. Um, but regardless, I'm not even saying where people own parts of it that actually live in the community. Right. I'm saying billionaire from Oracle, I'm saying billionaire from Google, right. comes over and says, hey, I own 5% of you yeah. know the Raiders or the Chargers now, but here's your money for your stadium. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, the financial breakdown in terms of like getting these stadiums built, how it's done with uh, several teams across the league, both NFL, NBA, mm-hmm. MLB. Uh, I do believe I, I did like the baseball tour for the Giants. Their stadium was 100% privately financed if mm-hmm. i believe correctly if i remember how they said which was which totally blew my mind because most of the time the sports organization is hand, asking for handouts from the oh we we need uh to pass this bill and you can help build this stadium etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's it'd be interesting to see what other teams are like that what other stadiums have been built on on uh and and even when they they give these stadiums the names when they they yep. get built petco State yeah Center. how they oh, how much money is being contributed by these organizations to have the i mean some of these ballparks and and stadiums it seems like they're changing their name every five six seven years you had three dot it was three com park it was yep. originally candlestick it was monster park uh it just sort of seems to keep on changing so it'd be interesting to see the dynamics of that for my second question in terms of uh um putting your feet to the fire how do you become – and this this uh, question is very obviously unique for the San Diego Charger fans. 
how do you become a free agent fan and per se? Mm, now with San Diego, it's obviously they're leaving. Yeah. Um, so you don't have a team there. Your your football team, your allegiance has moved. Now it's unique in this situation where they've moved two hours away. It's not like the situation where you had in Cleveland going to Baltimore where you're several states away, you can't go see a game if you wanted to. Yep. Are you technically allowed to become a new fan? Are you a, are you a fan free agent at that point? Um, you've sort of talked about it where if, if they do end up going, uh, the Raiders end up doing going to Vegas, you probably you've sort of mentioned saying you're done with it. I'm done um, with football, period. Pro football, period. <laughs> okay. you know, I keep saying that over and over again. Most people don't believe it you know, because they know how passionate I am about pro football, and I love it. But uh, there's no okay. need for it for whatsoever if I'm a Raider fan first mm. and football fan second. Okay, so it would be interesting, to, I, I guess, how do you become a free agent? What qualifies you to be like, you know what, the team left, I'm allowed to be, a f- I can root for whatever team I want to now. It's a good question. I think time, first of all, time heals all wounds. And just speaking to a lot of SoCal, LA-based uh, football, quote-unquote, fans mm. uh, during that 20-year span when there was no team. I mean, obviously, Ice Cube stayed a Raider fan. He made a great documentary straight out of LA all about the Raiders leaving. Yeah. Um, there are some that stayed, you know, obviously loyal to, like, the Raiders after they left. Very few that stayed loyal to the Rams. Very few give a fuck about the Rams as yeah. they've moved back. Yeah, essentially the same question that St. Louis fans could have had last year. Like, if you yeah. lived in St. Louis, you rooted for the Rams, and they're gone. Who do you root for? Yeah, like, how do you determine who it is that you root for? And I definitely want to get feedback from our listeners on yeah. how do you determine, like, what team do you root for? A lot of people, I'm sure, are like, nah, I'm not rooting for Kansas City because they're our rivals. So, how do they... And, like, how do you do, – because you don't want to be just say, oh, I'm just going to be a Patriots fan now because that's sort of jumping on a successful team. Do you have to pick, like, a young team? Do you need to build, pick a, a losing team? So it would be a good question to, I guess, ask. How do you determine what new fan base you're going to sign on for when your team leaves? Real quickly, piggybacking on that, I would love to hear from somebody from the Pacific Northwest area. Oh, with Seattle? With Seattle and Vancouver. Still in the same area. You know what I yes. mean? Uh, and they lost both their NBA teams. Yes. Uh, obviously, OKC, uh, since they left Seattle, uh-huh. have been very good. They've gone to the finals. They always go to the playoffs. You know, they've been a very marquee team. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I was when I was actually watching the uh, Martin Luther King Day basketball games over at a good friend's house. Um, the girl that was there, she was an OKC fan and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, so I'm like, and I, it just clicked in my head because everyone was Warrior fans. I'm like. So were you a Sonics fan? She's like, yeah. She's like, I was yeah. a Sonics fan. That's why I, I was like, okay. And she's like, a lot of people don't get. I was like, no. I was like, it was the first thing that clicked Makes in sense. my head. I'm like, you're you don't live out there, yeah. Oklahoma City. Unless you lived in Oklahoma City, it's not really an area that you really rep. So it, it made sense. Yeah. She was like, oh yeah, I used to love love the Sonics back in the day. Sean Kemp, Peyton, Shrimp, and, and all that. I was like, okay, yeah. So she went along with it. She didn't just say, no, I'm done with this entire franchise. She became a Thunder fan. So which I respect for which i will say um just to add one more thing to it the distinction and i like to make this distinction is that when the seattle supersonics left the pacific northwest they changed their name they changed their colors when the cleveland browns became the uh baltimore ravens they had to because i guess some lawsuits changed Mm -hmm. their name changed their colors we don't hear anything associated with either the san formerly san diego chargers or the current Oakland Raiders talking about anything close to change their name, change their colors. I believe it would be a very nice sentiment, no, no matter what, 
to keep colors and names associated with the original city whenever possible. But I know that there's just this, again, it's a business and people are going to flip uh, the owner is going to send that middle finger of, no, we have all of our stuff with these colors and these yeah. names, no matter what. I, guess I don't it, know how that, that rule applies and when it does it. Because wasn't it the same owners in Seattle that went to OKC? I believe so. So what is, does the league decide the name and colors cha- have to change or don't have to change? That's, that's really, really interesting because there's been... Obviously, we've seen teams move before in our lifetime. We've seen Vancouver go to Memphis. They kept the name Grizzlies. Montreal, Mont- Expos, became Mont- the yeah, Nationals. They became the Nationals. Um, like you said before, with Seattle. Um, and I had a really good one off the top. Oh, a good one is... Um, the Oilers becoming Tennessee. Yeah. And essentially they changed their, their colors, but it's like then Houston got their own team, but they're still not technically the Oilers. They don't yeah. have that same franchise history. Or the right. colors or anything. Yeah, so it's interesting to, to learn how, I guess, that sort of works behind the scenes. Even same thing with Bobcats and Hornets um, for for New Orleans becoming the Pelicans and then yep. Charlotte getting their own team. So that, that's a really good question. It's something I have to do a lot of uh, research on to, to check out. To yeah. See how that works. Man, we have gone deep into some stuff. Uh, okay, so let's we're going to come back to football. Okay, let's yeah, go to basketball, basketball a little bit. Um, NBA season. We're this is the dog days of the season. It's before the All Star break. Yeah. Uh, we had a great game for MLK with marquee game with uh, the Golden State Warriors at home playing against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, this is the best rivalry. It was in a basketball. great game going into it. The game itself didn't turn out to be. It, was, it got out of it hand. It was a beatdown. It got out of hand. Um, Cleveland looks out of sync. They look like they're in the the haze of the middle of the season. Yeah, that's some interesting. Uh, they made the trade to get Corver. Yep. Um, and when I was watching that game with some diehard Warrior fans, they were able to point out quickly like he's a defensive liability mm-hmm. they were just like he yeah. always has been let's yeah. be honest they're like just go at him drive into his chest and, and get the foul he, he just doesn't seem to, I mean he's always been a great spot up shooter really accurate just catching the ball shooting from three point but they have some chemistry issues and um, Cleveland Cleveland does yeah. and I think they because they lost last night to the Pelicans they were getting they were down by like 20 at one point at halftime they ended up cutting it to two yep um, but they've lost, I think it was a five of their last seven, something yep. of that nature. Um, LeBron's crying, crying um, complaining. Um, I don't think he, I mean, ironically, what was it, last year around this time, he ended up getting rid of the coach because yes. uh, things weren't going his way, even though they just came off a, a title appearance. Um, just they had a losing streak. They listened to LeBron. LeBron kicked the coach out. I don't think he can do that right now with a uh, – with Tyrone, with with Lou, because they just won, and it, it'll essentially become LeBron's a coach killer. Yeah, if, if he does it again, he should already have that reputation based yes. on last year. But the yeah, last year and then winning with, uh, Mike cures Brown. everything, and everybody wants to play revisionist history. So yeah, yeah. but uh, essentially they they look off. Uh, they they need their rest. It looks like, ironically, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if LeBron takes his his yearly mid season sabbatical to Miami to go hang out with friends and then. During the season, <laughs> and then comes back, and then tries to go to the to the whip hand, and and uh, tries to rally everyone back for the for the playoff push. But they seem out of it. Unfortunately, like you've said before, the East is dog shit. So yep. there's no real threat for them not having the one seed, not being able to essentially coast to whatever uh, title game that they play in, in the. Uh, East goes East. through Cleveland. Yeah. Still will. Uh, they, I think they have a two or three game lead on Toronto. I think Toronto lost to San Antonio just barely last, tonight. Um, but there's nobody else in the East that's a contender. Yeah. 
the Warriors had some trouble uh, with some of the elite teams uh, prior to this win. And so I think this well, was this, a message game. I mean, they lost to the San Antonio. They, they had lost a, to Cleveland in Cleveland. Yeah, they had a... Know. Well, I mean, I think this past week uh, was, was a sort of gauntlet for them yeah. in terms of them playing Cleveland. Then they played uh, OKC yep. uh, two nights later. And then they played Houston. Yeah. Uh, was it Houston? Houston was, was at Houston, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Um, and then they... They did their. They handled their business. They won seven in a row until last night. They lost to uh, Miami. Miami. Essentially, they were in the position to win. Uh, Ball didn't bounce their way. Yeah, a lot, a lot of poor free throw shooting that game, uh, which will sort of be that'll that'll bring any team down. Yeah, and the, you can take like the worst team in the league, and essentially, if you're shooting that poorly from the free throw line, you're letting them back in the game where it, essentially it can come down to a last possession. Miami's a shit team. They should have Warriors should have won. Should have yeah. cut it. One game. Um, Warriors still have the best record in the league, uh, but San Antonio is right there. Right there, yeah. As always, Leonard is a beast. Uh, obviously, they have uh, Aldridge as well. Um, San Antonio pop's gonna pop. You know, he's, he's just doing his thing. But I'm gonna give some credit where credit's due to two players, and I want to get your take on that. Oh boy, I never. Ever in the history of basketball thought that we would see someone averaging a triple-double in the season. Westbrook is doing that right now. Okay. It's OKC is not the number one seed or number two seed. I get you on that. Wait, are, they, are they seventh right now? They're really? probably seven, sixth, seventh okay. flirting in that. They could finish as high as fifth. They could finish as low as eighth. Mm. We'll see. But it looks like they're a playoff team if the season were to end right now. So they're a winning team. I must say, with all of the athletes we've seen, we've seen your Kobe's, we've seen your Jordans, we've seen LeBron, we've seen Bird, we've seen Magic. This hasn't happened since Oscar Robinson in the the shit days of the NBA where there was no real athleticism and people were smoking cigars and drinking booze at halftime and shit. If this finishes, is this the single... Most impressive regular season achievement by one player that you have witnessed, Mr. Stitch. No. Ooh. No. I mean, definitively it, no. No, it's it's, it's a cool story and everything. <laughs> you are not impressed. I, I mean, yeah, triple doubles are nice and everything, but averaging averaging a triple double is, is nice, but they're not they're not dominating the standings. Now, if he's doing mm. this and. He's the reason. I mean, essentially, it, it's the Westbrook show. We've talked about it was going to be the Westbrook show yes, before the season started. Um, he just happens to be doing the triple double thing. Now they're not they're not a top team in in the West right now. They're not the three the three team. I'm more impressed with what Harden is doing than I am with what Westbrook is doing. And I think really it, yes, um, Harden's balling. Don't Harden's balling out, but Harden isn't. Dropping ten turnovers, getting these these quadruple doubles with with the ten with the ten turnovers and everything, um, and everyone's like, oh yeah, we can't wait to see uh, Westbrook go against the Warriors and everything. They still lost. They're losing definitively. They, I mean, it's cool. You're you're lighting up the Pelicans and you're you're getting your triple doubles on on the Nets and and everything, but and on on the Knicks, but. You're not winning the games. I mean, it's a cool reason to go out and watch watch it if you're in OKC. But the, are, he, he's still—it's going to tire him out. 
Let me and say this. You can see, he seems to be showing that he's frustrated with <clears throat> the questions he's been asking from the media in terms of like, oh, triple double, triple double. He's like, well, it doesn't mean anything. We're not winning. We're not winning. And he, he, he realizes right that. Answer. That's yeah. the right answer. He realizes that. And I think people are saying, yeah, these are cool things, but your team's not winning what, it, what they should be. I hear you on that. They, I think what we're all forgetting conveniently is minus Kevin Durant, who was the leader in almost every single statistic, you know, mm-hmm. for that team for a decade. It's the it's the Westbrook show, but there's no talent really around him. Let's let's be very, very honest about that. And very similar to I'm gonna go back on y'all, especially for you young kids, 87, 88 Jordan, prior to Pippen getting there, when it was just him going against against the Boston Celtics and, you know, against the Lakers, against Detroit, and all of that. Um, he put up big numbers, and he did everything he could to win. But Jordan in the 80s didn't win shit. And they said the same thing about him. Oh, he puts up great offensive numbers, but his team ain't winning any chips. This is what Bird and Magic said. This is what Isaiah said to him. You know, this is what all the league kept saying to him. I'm still off. Just as a single player doing impressive things, if he's able to finish with the uh, the season with a triple double on a playoff team, I'm going to give the nod to say this is the single greatest achievement I have see- witnessed with my own eyes in basketball because I didn't think this was possible. I thought it was literally impossible for this to happen. Braun Braun, back in the first time he was with was Cleveland, with zero talent on the squad, couldn't do anything close to this. I mean, close, but never average a triple-double. This is impossible. I already talked about Jordan in the 80s prior to Pippen getting there, prior to Phil Jackson and the Triangle getting there. Not able to do this. We can talk about Kobe in his day. Obviously, he had Shaq on the team, blah, blah, blah. But nowhere close. Nowhere close to triple-double. I mean, you can go down with Magic Johnson. You can talk about Bird. You can talk about Dominique. You can talk about Clyde Drexler. You can talk about Barkley. You can talk about Hakeem Olajuwon. Nobody... Out of all of these Hall of Famers, I I can keep on going for days, has been able to accomplish this. You play to win the game. They're not winning. Like, these triple-doubles aren't helping them essentially win. They're not a losing team, though. Let's let's squash that. I mean, they're not Miami. They're not not Dallas. They shouldn't be a losing team. If anyone with a star as as good as, as he is supposed to be, your team should not be losing. He's not He's not Carmelo. Everything. Yeah, yeah. So they should be winning, but these uh, he needs to be figuring out ways to get his other teammates involved ten, where they ten are. Ten plus assists. That's just a number. Ten just, plus assists. Well, maybe he needs to be getting fifteen. Maybe he should be focusing less on rebounding and get the fifteen assists. That way to get his other teammates involved, so they're constantly winning. So they're not you're looking mad, up at Utah. Your man saying, is crashing the boards now. I mean, is that what we're really saying? We, we wanted to focus less on crashing the boards. I want, I want to focus on winning, getting his other teammates involved. No talent around. You look, if you look at the greatest player of all time, Kobe, when Kobe was dropping his 30, 35 points and, and putting up 81, which conveniently we had the 11-year anniversary a couple of days ago. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, he's doing it with Smush Parker and these other bums, but he's getting them involved. And, 
and he, get, he's cursing them out to the media. <laughs> don't, don't you revisionist he's history, motiv- He's motivating them and getting them in the playoffs with a trash ass squad. Westbrook doesn't even care about that. Westbrook's just trying to get his triple double. You see how disrespectful he's trying, trying, trying to talk shit about. Oh, don't you dep up this bitch ass uh, KD and everything so after the game, and and, and trying to trying to be a fake leader when he can't even get his team to win. Get your team to win. Get put the results on on the, on the scoreboard, and and, and and everyone wants to talk about. Oh yeah, uh, well he just needs more help. He just needs another player. Who the fuck is going to play with Westbrook? Who KD did for over a decade. He he didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he got the chance to get out of there, he got out of there. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially that franchise was Durant. And Durant was like, "Nah, miss me with this. I'm gone." Damn. Because I can't I can't win with him. Damn. You couldn't you couldn't and everyone sort of wants to go back and be like, oh, they had Durant and they had Harden and they had Westbrook. No way those three you no way you would have had those three individuals meshing together to get a dominant team. Harden was coming off the bench, he wasn't starting. True. Harden wouldn't have been who he is today if he was coming off the bench or if he was playing with those other two not to say call them ball hogs or whatever, but those other two alpha basketball players. It's true. It's not an unself- they're not unselfish players except for KD. I think he has a lot of unselfishness in him. Let's switch to Harden, though. Except when he's shooting, uh, waving off Steph. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Drake. Yeah. That. Harden, though. The beard is balling. Yeah, he's balling out. Yeah. He's, uh, he's the whole team is playing well. That- they're shooting threes. They're, 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 they're actually shooting threes yeah. more so than the Warriors. Yeah. They're making them. Uh, what's, what's the guy's name that's... Uh, the one bombing from from down the lo- not lost. Um, I can't remember. It's gonna hurt the hell out of me. But yeah, the uh, professor would know. Yeah, essentially they're getting great play from uh, D'Antonio is got that team playing how they. Who we all thought wasn't shit. Yeah. When he was with L.A. and he had Dwight Howard and Kobe and all that beef and La La Land, we all wrote him off like he was awful. Uh, right now, he looks like he knows what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. Sorry about the computer. Uh, Ryan Ryan Anderson's been been balling out for them. Uh, was it Gordon that I was trying to think of? I think Probably, it was Eric yeah. Gordon. That's uh, at the, I was looking at a stat where he was had more three points made three pointers made than than Curry at one point in the Definitely. season, maybe like a week or two ago. Um, their offense, they they've all bought into that system. Harden has completely changed his game. He's getting assists. He he's says he's not just plowing into the people's chest trying to get to the line and essentially just being a, a space Still does killer. that well. His Euro step is ridiculous. Yeah, he, he, he still does it well, but he understands he can't play that style of ball if they want to and expect to win. And he's bought into the system, getting his other teammates involved, which is why I have no issue with him starting with Curry as the point guard for the uh, All-Star game. Why not? And everyone wants to say, "Oh, well, he's averaging a triple." Cool story. We want to. See, we don't. We no one's going to the All Star game to watch one person play and and spacey eat, eat the ball. They want to see some fat, fat, fancy passing. They want to see some alley oops to each other. They want to see a cohesive team. And we're we're about a month out from it. Do you know where the? Do you remember where the All Star game is? It's in uh, New Orleans because okay. because they took it from uh, Charlotte. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because of Charlotte in the bathroom. Shit. Yeah. Forgot about that. All right. Um. Indiana still ain't shit. I haven't did, forgotten. Did Zaza make the... the? He was leading last time I checked. He might have. Well, for, I, no disrespect to Zaza, but <laughs> they announced it this week or was it last week? They announced. Did, no, they announced the starters. I think they did. I had double check if okay. you can on your phone, but yeah, Zaza. He was leading. He was leading. That was hilarious. I was, I was cracking up. 
I think that was like a joke or China or somebody. Millions of people around the world were voting for him. Um, I'm going to give some credit as well. We talked about Westbrook. We talked about Harden. Isaiah Thomas is balling out of his mind for the Celtics. Obviously, nobody's competing in the East. But I rec- game recognized game. Isaiah Thomas is literally, I saw a side-by-side comparison, putting up better statistics than Iverson when he was with Philly uh, going up against uh, the Lakers in that season where he was everything for that team. Um, he's absolutely amazing, especially, you know, and everybody, it's a feel-good story. Everybody wants to root for someone who's under six feet uh, dominating basketball because it's just so unheard of. Well, here you go with Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, it looks like he didn't. Uh, Kawhi, Durant, Curry, Anthony Davis, and Harden. Okay, so if, I, they, if they I'm looking it at it correctly. And Good, everything. so they fixed it. Zaza was leading for a while there. Yeah, because uh, I think the, the NBA players do have like a percentage of the vote. It was like fans, media, and then um, players, I believe, had took the uh, the voting into their hands this year um, in terms of who actually got to start and play. So Good. Anybody else for NBA you want to shout out? or um, Mr. Giannis Anton Kapika Pikapoko. Uh, that's the Greek feet? Yeah, he's been balling out. Losing ass team, but all right. It's a young ass team. You got him, uh, Parker. He's, I enjoy watching Milwaukee play, and I don't think that's been something I could say in my lifetime. There you go. Or that we enjoy watching Milwaukee play, and I think they're going to be a young, talented team. And uh, it's got a nice, going to be an interesting little rivalry that they got up in the. Uh, the North North with uh, Minnesota being a, a very very young team, and you have Milwaukee being a young team, sort of a territorial we, rivalry. Well, you got to get rid of shit ass Rubio. At least, <laughs> fuck what he does. I, I think Rubio is the biggest, big, one of the biggest busts. But I agree with you. It's good to see young teams looking hungry and whatnot. They got a long way to go. I'm even going to tip my hat um, in terms of young teams, and this is controversial, but I'll say Phillies look better. Yeah. You know, um, Joel Embiid's finally got on the court. He's a fun games, player. Won seven of them. You know, I mean, they're they're still out of the playoff picture per se, but uh, hopefully, Philly would have will have a bright yeah. future. They're not in last. They're not in last place. No, they got sixteen wins. Right? Who would have thought they'd have sixteen wins? Yeah, and look uh, at the shit ass Knicks. Yeah, you know, only with twenty wins. Yeah, uh, Nets are trash with the nine. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's. It's a struggle in the East, but uh, Atlanta's actually starting to play better, too. Now they've got the fourth seed, so we shall see. There's a lot of basketball to play, um, and I'm actually even impressed with the middle of the road on the Western Conference in terms of the Clippers in Utah still holding tight, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, ooh, actually, i got to give uh, one of my – maybe my crying Jordan might be – uh, Sacramento, we were talking about them being the eighth seed in the West, potentially. Last 10, they've only won two of those games. They've been a trash wreck. They've had some craziness go on, and like I'm not a Boogie Cousins fan. I don't know if you saw what happened with the, the game against the Bulls, where essentially they, uh, they called a complete phantom foul because old-ass Dwayne Wade bricked a dunk. He tried. He had a breakaway dunk, trying to be chased down. Tried to, I guess, launch from a, a place he was able to launch from maybe two, three years ago, and his <laughs> his leg muscles just weren't having it. Yeah, fucking tried to full extension. Tried to reach out, two handed old man dunk that Damn. thing, bricked it. And Boogie Cousins was by him, didn't touch him. Sort of gave like the Olay defensive old yeah, school yeah. James Harden thing. They called the foul on Boogie, sent him to the line, hit the, the game winning free throws to uh, win the game for for the Bulls and. Boogie was not having it. Boogie just went hood, hood boogie. <laughs> boogie don't like it. 
and was just cursing out everybody, which was hilarious. He's he's just com- just pure comedy for me. He really is. He he's don't get me wrong. On paper, he's a great big. I would pick him in my fantasy draft or whatever in a heartbeat. But you know, he, he's he is who he is. Man. Yeah. Um, okay. Obviously, we got. I hope for a really good All Star game. Um, and I'm just gonna casually pay attention uh, after the Super Bowl, though. Uh, it's all NBA, you know. At least uh, you can watch a little college, but it's all NBA. Yeah. Um, from then on out. Uh, actually, we had a really good debate. Uh, we'll save it for another day on um, Black and the Black Times Affinity. A little bit about sports uh, versus uh, performing arts or arts in general, based on the Meryl Streep stuff with the yeah, we, with the Golden Globe. We sort of, and I, I sort of thought about it, re-listening our cast and everything, and I sort of still stand by my position. Like I don't want my. I, they're not. I don't want to say they're not arts, but. I almost lean towards how Streep defined it based on how she put it, like not being the arts. Like, I don't want my sports to be considered the arts. The arts are music, uh, acting, acting, comedy. Yeah, performance, performance arts. They not, I mean. When you say the arts, that's what what it's short for. Yeah, if she, I, I don't really care that she considers it a gladiator if she wants to call it a gladiator caveman type mm-hmm. uh sport that's fine that's that's to each his own that, yep. it doesn't phase me or bother me what she has to say about it and if she wants to say it on on the golden globes which i don't really watch anyways and she's just in her group of other actors and mm-hmm. actresses and other performing art people fine let her let her say it doesn't doesn't bother me i'm still enjoying watching football uh, it's it's still our nation's top sport. Uh, it's more watched than anything else, and I, it didn't bother me per se. Uh, more watched than anything else, I can definitely agree with you in comparison to sports or even with the TV ratings in general. But you could certainly make the argument that uh, Hollywood, in terms of comprehensively with TV and film, they're their own separate. Yeah, th- yeah, they don't really mesh I'm just together. Saying for eyeballs. You know, plenty of billions of people, you know, watch a yeah. movie or whatever or a TV show. Um, two very def- different things. I- I'm with you on that completely. And we talked about a little bit on that cast. Yeah. I, I don't want to necessarily rehash, but there was an interesting point. Uh, and I don't know if we have time, but we'll try. But what makes something a sport is always a very interesting question because I put it in tiers. There's, I put sport up here and a game below it. Yes, there's game, sports, uh, athletic competition. There's sort of this, like, uh, I can't think of the actual term for it, but you know you have those three circles. Venn diagram. Okay, there you go. That, that edging. <laughs> right yeah, so I sort of kind of categorize it as that, where some, some things are games, some things are competitions, and then there's you're an athlete in a sport and everything. Some things you can consider a sport are more athletic than some. Um, and, and I think you just have your, your different, like you said, tier system on how you want to compare it. I'm, yeah. I, I'm not going to be like, make it complete black and white. There's areas of gray. Uh, you sort of talked about it in terms of uh, how you, in gy- uh, gymnastics and everything. Yeah. For me and my money, I would put it in the lower tier. Uh, and and the, the, here's my dividing line. I didn't get a chance to really explain it or whatever, but my dividing line of demarcation or whatever is, is there offense and defense going on at the same fucking time? In other words, is someone 
trying to stop you from achieving some set goal, physically, mentally, whatever? Or are you basically competing against your best mark? And for me, a sport should have the competitiveness of someone or a team trying to stop that person okay, offensively just to, and defensively. Maybe sort of just to help you out in terms of clarification. Sure. Um, I, I think you may want to take back the defensive part of it because essentially, let's take mm-hmm. track and field. Yep. There's no one. There, there's no one pushing you or blocking I you. I did not stutter. Okay, so I'm with. I'm with that being a game. I'm not quite willing to go as far. And you can look at me sideways. I'm not quite willing to put that on the same level as either lacing them up with hoop or or hockey I, or lacing okay. them up with football and someone saying, "I'm going to prevent you from scoring one way or another." Okay. Versus. I got to beat my own best time. Now, what label are you giving for that category? That's just how you, that's just how you rank your tiers of sports. Are you going to try to say something is not a sport because of X? I'm willing to say it's a game and not a sport because of X. Okay. If I'm not seeing offensive and defense where someone, someone or a team is literally stopping or trying to stop someone directly from achieving some goal like scoring. Then I'm not willing to call so, it a sport. So sprinting, nope. a lot of your track and field stuff. Nope. Games. Games, okay. Summer games, winter games. <laughs> okay. And yes, and I can already hear some of the internet arguments or whatnot. So by, by that classification, you could talk about someone playing Street Fighter against another and say, okay, so I'm talking about direct physical athletics. So then baseball then. How do you... How do you Still class- a sport. And, and the reason why I say that is because... There, it's not a physical. You're physically putting in, trying to put an object past someone, but yes, you are physically trying to play defense and get this ball past this person, and the other person is trying to play offense. That sounds very gamey-ish in it's terms a, of what you're doing with the ball instead of. It's a direct competition, a direct competition with offensive defense happening at the same time. But you it, I, and I, I wish I could just rewind the tape rewind because the you, tape. Made, you made it seem a little bit more physical in terms of like there's someone physically stopping you. I see the physicality in baseball. There is no physicality even in baseball, and I'll tell you why. It's not as it's not as physical as basketball or football or hockey. I'm with you on that 100. percent But I still believe that you have offensive defense occurring at the same time, where mostly the pitcher initially is trying to defensively stop you, and when you're in the batter's box, you are trying to get that hit, trying to score. There's no physicality in terms of the people. You throwing the ball and swinging the ball? That's not a physical it's not, exertion. It's not that, that's combat, but oh, it's not exertion. Well, I'm not, I, 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 that's why I tried to... I paused myself. I paused myself. It's not... You sort of made it seem like like I can see your, your explanation with football, like someone is physically trying to use their will and their strength to get past someone. Definitely. And I, I'm not, and before someone starts trying to come at my head, I'm a big, I'm probably the biggest baseball fan out of our group in terms of knowledge. I like American League <laughs> baseball. I don't like National League. But um, I, I just want to make sure I know exactly where you stand. Baseball is a sport, is what I'm okay, saying. Okay, baseball is a sport. It's okay. in that, it has the offense and defense going on at the same time in direct competition. That's just, okay. That's where my line is. That's. And, and and it's no shade. Soccer is also shade. a sport to you. Soccer you, is also you, a sport. Okay, I, it's I, also a sport. And I just want to clear, make sure I'm not saying that these aren't. I'm just trying to clarify for our listeners yeah. where priority stands on some of these things. Because literally, there's no fucking difference between 
basically performance dancing and cheerleading. They are the exact same motherfucking thing. It depends in terms of What's okay, okay, okay. Now I'll, I'll bring I'll bring in the word I'll bring the word athlete and everything because I will say that in certain levels of cheerleading those people are athletes they are athletic they I'll go as far as saying some of them are athletic okay because I, I want to make sure I'll say they're athletic but that doesn't mean it's a sport and I'm not going to call them athletes I'll say they're athletic okay. And and again, the distinct I don't see a difference whatsoever between cheerleading and dance. Okay. I really don't. So well in some of the competitive cheerleading, I, I it's highly, highly different than what we made us all in high school. Dancing or made, with the stars is on TV every week. They aren't That's they, they aren't they aren't holding up people and, and doing stunts and tumbles. And Bullshit. I've come I I've come Emma a long twirling, twirling. twirling on the ground <laughs> is different than doing flips in the air. Right. <laughs> There's two highly, highly different so things. In the sports category? Is that where you're, where you're going, or are you saying it's a I, game? I, see, I'm not going to paint myself in a corner like you are and uh, get the wrath of, of our, our listeners. There's some things that I consider... There's a high area of gray, because I do consider track and field a sport, because you're competing against someone to say... I mean, essentially, being the world's fastest man is the pinnacle title of, of, all, of all people. Some stuff with track and field or in the Olympics no, I, is a sport. Okay, now some of, yeah, obviously some stuff is a little bit different, it's a little bit gamey. The, the Olympic has, has done a lot of things to make it yeah. weird mm-hmm. in, in terms of what we're classifying as, as a technical uh, so-called sport. But, uh, I mean, running a, running a marathon, I consider, is a is a athletic, you have to be an athlete to be able to be successfully able to run a, a marathon. I would consider them oh, athletes. Oh, and P. Diddy ran marathons. I'm not willing to go that far. If you're going to be the best, like you're winning a marathon, okay, athleticism. Finishing? Nah, there's some weekend warriors doing that. It's not, it, it's hard, but there's some weekend warriors doing that shit. I, I didn't, I would say that they're, I mean, it's an athletic achievement being able to complete right. a marathon. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you did okay. You, I'm willing to go that far. Fine. Okay, so what, what about like an Ironman competition or your it's your mud run? It's an athletic achievement. I'm, I'm with you okay. on that. I'm so, with so, you on that, but not sport. It's not a sport. Not someone sport. that does, someone that does it on the regular, you wouldn't consider it a sport. Nope. Hmm. Not one fucking bit. Miss me with <laughs> that bullshit. You, you, you know, again, the competitiveness not against yourself or your own time, because basically every athlete does that in training and practice any goddamn way, competing against their own time, competing against their own self, trying to improve, trying to get better. That's no fucking distinction worth a shit. What is a distinction for me in my mind, this is Prodigy's opinion, is when you have someone directly saying, hey, I see you over there. I'm going to prevent you from being able to do that. And you go ahead against that person competitively, directly, and and win. Just to sum it up, I think you're... Your point on where you stand, just by your personal definition, is flawed because <laughs> of how you worded it. And I can just throw out baseball because I don't think, like I said before, baseball competition there. So what about wiffle ball? What, 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 wiffle so, ball? So, softball. You okay. softball, same thing? Or baseball? So, hold on, hold on. Softball is a sport, even though as much as, much as it pains me, I hate it. I don't think it should exist. 
How do I, okay, why should softball not exist? Because uh, we're getting down to three. Statistically, no, here, based here's on why, here's why, okay. no, softball was invented for fat, older, non-athletic people, or oh, or for girls to play. And I find it offensive, especially given I saw League of Their Own with Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell, didn't you? I think you did. I think everybody did. In the 40s, it was proven in a very sexist time that women could play baseball. There's no reason whatsoever why a girl can't play baseball against other girls. It's, it's just, it's ridiculous. It would be like having a very, a, a, a league for women's basketball that only shot free throws or some shit. You know, uh, it, it just, it's literally nerfed rules. I wouldn't say that. You nerfed know. rules. No, 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 no. Nerfed rules <laughs> from baseball. The only thing nerfed is the actual dimensions of the... That's big. That's huge. And the bigger ball. And the mechanics. And, and, I, I, know, and I know that some of the pitches come fast as hell with different motions. You have, get, you, have, you have essentially less of a reaction time to hit the ball. That's fine. Which is the main concept of... That's fine, but here's the So thing. essentially, it is more difficult to hit a softball than it is to hit a baseball. In terms of, if we're factoring in reaction time, and essentially that's, that's what it is. And your whole concept about it being a sport because you're defensively, physically trying to get the ball past I the person... I did call it a sport. Uh, well, I just say I say you're calling it nerfed, but I'm I'm saying it nerfed from baseball. It's a derivative of baseball, intentionally nerfed down, and they have improved it. I I respect that. It is very competitive, but why does it exist? Okay, so is is in the same is cricket? Is baseball nerfed cricket? So here's the thing: is as soccer, an Amer- as is, an American, is American football soccered football? Let me say it. As an American, I don't recognize cricket. <laughs> I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. And I grew up in Fremont. If you don't know, Fremont is very Afghani and Indian uh, from an ethnic standpoint. And I've seen people and grown up with people that have played that and have tried to sit me down and explain cricket to me. A game that goes on for literally days, the same game. I don't understand anything about it. So I'm going to plead the fifth on my ignorance with cricket and say, yes, I know that baseball was supposed to be from based on cricket. And obviously the rules changed or whatever. Maybe it was nerfed. Maybe it wasn't. I'm not able to answer it because it's so confusing. Fuck cricket. So is, okay. So are you throwing shade at sports that are nerfed? I'm only throwing some yeah, shade at softball. Because we play Minesweeper right now. You better yeah, watch where you stop. I'm throwing <laughs> some shade at softball because I don't understand why it's out there. But I still called it a sport. Okay. I called it a sport. I'm about to hit you with that rugby. Rugby is a sport. Okay. Rugby is a sport. Football seems very, very nerfed. Highly, highly nerfed in comparison to rugby. Rugby's been... You know uh, what? I, I, will, I, will, I will also confess. This is, I'm an American. <laughs> I... Have seen some rugby. I don't understand it. I understand it better than cricket, but I don't understand it enough, even though intellectually I understand it. I don't understand the strategy. I don't understand the scoring system per se. I understand they're trying to fucking bring you to the ground when you're holding that ball. There's no pads. Yeah. I don't don't even know if it's politically correct to say smear the queer from back in the day from our playing. It's out there Elementary. Yeah. Essentially, that's what it is. You, You got the ball. Everyone's coming after you trying to tackle you. I mean... And look, no pads, no yeah, no it, helmet. 
it, it looks like chaos, violent chaos, um, but I will still call it a sport. Okay. <laughs> Is bullfighting a sport? Uh, okay, so that's a very good question, and I, I want to... <laughs> There is offense and defense. <laughs> but there's a lot. Of <laughs> I, I would freely admit that. But at the same time, there are clowns literally on the same field. And there's an element of... We're not, we're not talking about rodeo. There are clowns in bullfighting, even competitive bullfighting. They, they literally try to get the bull away from the cowboy so he didn't get speared and killed. First of all, it's a matador. He's not a cowboy. The Matador. We're talking about in Spain. Oh, bullfighting. Bullfighting, oh, not, not bull, rodeo. Not bull riding. Not bull, bull riding. Not okay, bull okay. riding. <laughs> I, I, get all, I get all caught. Okay, so bullfighting? Bullfighting. With the, with the bull, sword? Actually, yeah. yeah I keep, oh, sorry. Okay, so sorry. with the sword and whatnot. Um, is it a sport? You know what? No, I'm not willing to go that far because you know what? It gets me down into that spiral of hunting and whether okay. that would be a sport. And even though there is... Offense and defense going on. I'm going to add another clarification because of this. God damn it, you got me backpedaling a little bit, but I can do my Deion Sanders with my backpedal. Um, it. I don't like the aspect calling it a sport per se because of the aspect of not competition directly with another human being. Okay. It, it, you're competing against the animal. Okay. And and that distinction. It's a wild beast. You never know what the fuck it's going to do. <laughs> but it's not as if the bull or the duck or the turkey or the moose or whatever the fuck you're shooting or they're stabbing or whatever has some kind of strategy. It, it's... Survival is a strategy. Yeah, but I mean, it's not... It's not, oh, I'm going to use this X and O's and I'm going to use this technique. I so mean, person versus person is another... Person versus person is another clarification, goddammit. <laughs> okay. This is... And uh, all people follow and listen and give us, give us feedback. Let us know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Keep Prodigy backpedaling. Throw some more... <laughs> Throw some more sports his way and see if you can get him to contradict what he's uh, been saying. Yes, yes, I love it. Um, we should uh, we should wrap it up with Super Bowl. Okay, and we cannot forget our crying Jordan of the week. Super uh, Bowl first up. Super Bowl. Fuck. I anticipate. You know what? And this is going to be played indoors, so there's no real chance about weather. It's in Houston. It's in Houston. I'm I'm going to go with Atlanta. Final and- score. You know what? I'm going to go with Atlanta, and I there's if I had to put confidence points in it, I'm not putting any. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 35-20. 35-20? 30, 35-20 Atlanta. Ooh. Atlanta, I think, and I, I normally go with the, the more defensive team, yep. and I, I try not to get sucked in the offensive firework yep. uh, and who's got the better offense. I just had a weird feeling. Atlanta just feels like they're hot right now. They got their offense is just really, really clicking. Uh, they have an elite receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, even their their side receivers, uh, Sanu is is playing uh, great. Tyler Gabriel's playing great, and they have a, a dual head running back situation with Tevin Coleman and um, Devontae Freeman. Matty Ice is still playing well as long as Atlanta doesn't shoot themselves in the foot or turn the ball over. Yep. I don't see how Atlanta gets sort of stopped. In the words of the immortal Mike Tyson, Iron Mike Tyson, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Atlanta has looked good. I have not given them credit much this year, uh, even though they definitely deserve it. They had a great season and whatnot. Um, first time in the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady has not lost to Atlanta in his entire career, was hmm. the stat that I just saw today. Okay. Um, Brady is on a mission to make 
Roger Goodell. <laughs> hand him the trophy, yes. Hand him the trophy. Um, Roger's been ducking him. Uh, he has been ducking him. I don't think Brady's going to miss out on this opportunity. Now, I'm not saying Brady is going to have five touchdowns and 800 yards per se, but one way or another, with the, strateg- the strategic mind of Belichick, with all of his grumbling and all of his whatever, I think he's like, would not he like a, a, a Trump supporter too, or something? In some with Brady and some, yeah, I can't remember all the he, and he's he doesn't want to talk to the media yeah. and all that other shit. Anyway, Belichick's brilliant mind, basically, with all his flaws, is going to figure out Atlanta. Okay, I just I can't say I, New York was New York. But other than that, one way or another, Patriot teams have been able to capitalize. Um, I also think that it's the end of Brady's closing on the end of Brady's career. I think he's got about two or three years left, maybe four at the very max. He wants you to remember his fucking name. And he smells this legacy. <laughs> Very similar to even though um, Peyton played a shit-ass Super Bowl last year. Yeah. But he he went out on top. He smelled it. Yeah, I guess. I, I could see, and I'm going to go ahead, even though I've been wrong, I would have, I would have, if we had recorded last week, I would have gotten both the NFC and the AFC <laughs> championship game absolutely wrong, so Prodigy's uh, playing with house gold right here. I'm going to say it is going to be a 38 to 27 Patriots win. Okay. Interesting. And a last second score is going by Atlanta is going to make it look that close. Okay. So you think it's going to be very dominant for the Patriots? Yep. Okay. Interesting. They cruise in a lot of ways. Yeah. And then uh, Crying Jordan of the Week. Crying Jordan of the Week? I'm giving mine to LeBron. Just Ooh, based on uh, his nice. bitching about uh, we need some fucking playmakers. Uh, going just, just the way he acts. His a massive flop during the MLK game mm-hmm. where he acted like Draymond hit him with a, a sledgehammer. Yeah. In, in flailing, going everything. for the ball. By yeah, the way. exactly. It, it, it's LeBron and I, him just catching these L's and <laughs> and uh, trying to motivate his team by. Did you not hear being his quote after that game though? He said, "I'm a football player." Yeah, get get miss me with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got Broad Broad. Um, I got my crying Jordan as Antonio Brown. <sighs> yeah, I like him. And he's <laughs> arguably the best receiver in the game. Julio, if he shows up next Sunday, could certainly make me eat those words and you know and eat crow. But um, after they beat Kansas City, he put on Facebook Live and had his coach um, Tomlin looking like basically an ass, <laughs> calling out the Patriots and talking about in a private yeah. conversation with his team. Um, Talking about beat those assholes or whatever in New England next week. Obviously, they didn't get that done. They didn't do no. it. But Antonio Brown has egg on his face and some crying Jordan because he did that. Yeah. And then, one way or another, they didn't win in, in Foxborough. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, quick little shout out to... I guess a runner-up could have been the New York Giants for me. <laughs> uh, with their... their I, I didn't have a problem with the boat trip. <laughs> And everything. Shirts off. Yeah, because essentially, I mean, Odell's not playing defense. Odell's not the one uh, that was getting lit up by, by Rodgers carving up that secondary. True, true. C- Connecting on more Hail Marys true. and stuff. So uh, he was a sort of a... I thought he handled it really, really well, but uh, that whole Giants team, crying Jordan. There you go. New York, New York. Yes. Um, hit us up on Twitter at BeathinBTI or 
Uh, for me, it's at uh, Cthulhu's Prodigy, C-T-H-U-L-H-U-S-P-R-O-D-I-G-Y at Twitter. And, and mine is Hey, it's Stitch. Uh, hit us up. Get us some questions for next week. Uh, answer some of our questions that we talked about today. What makes you a free agent fan? How do you uh, lose or gain uh, or pick your new team if your team loses? How much money would you come out of pocket uh, on your taxes, let's say, per year? What would be that line that you would pay per person to keep your favorite team in your city uh, so you could watch their games? And then uh, get Prodigy back peddling on his uh, sports. What's a sport? What's not a sport? Find yes. out where he stands. Yes. Get him to contradict himself. Darts ain't no sport. <laughs> miss me with that. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, we are out, and we will be back after the Super Bowl. Yes. Mamba out. Peace.